All right, welcome back, episode 16 of The Millennial Entrepreneur. My name's Sina, and I love following the journeys of other young entrepreneurs. And in this episode, I had a really eye-opening and inspiring discussion with Pravjoth, who goes into how growing up with a disability and then surviving cancer at age 17 has given her the motivation to start a fitness and well-being brand focused on disabled people. She talks about how her mindset changed once she got this diagnosed with cancer and goes into how life, how this life-changing experience has motivated her to want to start a business while at university. It was a really good conversation and I really hope that you guys enjoy it as well. In this week's shout out, so every week, just to remind you, I'm gonna do a shout out to someone who's left a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it's gonna become a weekly thing. So if you wanna get involved, if you wanna get a shout out in a future episode, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts along with your name, don't forget your name otherwise, I know who you are um so yeah leave your name and whatever you want to say and i'll yeah i'll read it out and then in one of the future episodes so in this week uh the shout out goes to ryan tooley who actually is on android that's one of the things if you're on android sorry i can't review i can't give you a shout out at the moment but if you dm me um and you know the reviews are looking a little bit quiet i might might slip in a review for you so he basically just wants to say absolutely loving the podcast and yeah can't get enough of all the episodes i think his favorite one was the washing machine one episode 12 and if you haven't already follow us on our instagram page that's where all the episodes get announced uh along with the you know the previews and all that good stuff so yeah be sure to follow us on on there and um there's a very special announcement at the end of this episode so be sure to stay till the very end and yeah be good not to miss it and yeah let's go on the episode hey prav how's it going i'm going good sina how about you i don't really know how to start this podcast because usually i <laughs> i'm gonna bait you out a bit here but like usually i i i, I do a lot of research on my on like rant on people and then i kind of do a short list on on guests i want to approach but this is like you approach me so it puts me in this sort of like i did i definitely did a lot of research and stuff but yeah it's good to the podcast has grown to a stage where people are approaching me for a change which is which is a good change of uh, dynamic yeah like i've always supported this podcast a lot and i've been like listening to all the episodes so far and i believe like you're doing really well as well and so i really wanted to approach you to tell my story yeah thanks a lot yeah um so it's kind of a it's kind of a strange one because like i the reason why the previous episode did so well um one of the previous ones was that people people found it really like open and honest and so when you came to me with your story i thought yeah this would be this would be an amazing story for people listening and um, we talk a lot about hardships on the podcast and, and sort of downfalls as well. So as soon as you kind of like we spoke, I was like, yeah, this is something that people definitely need to hear. Yeah, I agree with you. Like not many people do face these kind of stories while starting up a business, especially. And so it makes me unique in a way Like I have a personal story behind it. And so I want people to showcase that. Yeah. Why don't we kind of like start from the beginning? Um, so like, so like basically what you like messaged me, but yeah. So where does the story start, kind of like a begin uh, on the journey to your, to your business now? Okay. So all my life I've always been discriminated just because I was born with, dis- with a disability called cerebral palsy. That is a condition which affects the physical side of my body, but also the mental side. And the subcategory that I go into is hemolegia. So if you approach me, for example, I will only like have one side of my body paralyzed. So I could not 
like walk on one side which really made it tough throughout my life and especially in secondary yeah. school where I got bullied a lot which wow. did affect me a lot and I also did like suffer from any loads of medical conditions that people can relate to and it's always been a struggle with me with my well-being and so I was also rejected to do science I was originally going to do science but I did got rejected from it so it's always been really tough for me but then I like changed my life around when I went to college because I developed a um, interest in business and I really wanted to go into business but I didn't know what to go around but then obviously what happened is I got diagnosed with stage one endometrial cancer at the age of 17 which is actually really kind of rare because it happened to older people more and not to younger people and so I was actually the youngest person to get that kind of cancer wow wow and this is all up until the point you were you were 17 years old yeah in college first year of college and it happened that's already like a really stressful part of someone's life uh transitioning into that sort of studies and then i i can only like imagine like it must have been really stressful and and i don't yeah like what sort of emotions did you feel um so i got the diagnosed when i was in the summer transitioning from the first year of college to the second year of college so I was like thinking of university around that time and it was after actually a summer school that I went in Oxford um shout out to Oxford Brooks University but um yeah right after that summer school I got diagnosed with that kind of cancer and it was really a tough um, journey for me because I had to take off a month of college just to get a surgery done and I survived it somehow from the surgery and it did affect me a lot. But from that point forward, I knew what I wanted in life, that I felt more grateful for life. What were the the, chances of survival with that that sort of cancer? Um, It was a very low rate, actually, because I was kind of lucky because I was only in the early stages. Like from the underlining condition that I had in secondary school, they're all built built up to that kind of cancer but um it was a process of four years until we actually got a diagnosis and from there they just found that it was only early stage which yeah. was positive in a way because they could easily remove it but if I imagined it was like stage two or stage three I would not my chances of survival would be lower yeah. so I had a pretty good rate of survival which is amazing but I know not many people do have that kind of rate so I was incredibly grateful. What sort of emotions were you feeling when the diagnosis finally came in? I want to say that um, I was feeling like feeling traumatic because obviously it came out of nowhere because it was like four years of underlining medical conditions that no one like ever diagnosed and then you get hit with this big diagnosis and like the pain that I went through all these years and then knowing my answer I felt at ease that I know what it was at the end but I knew there was a journey ahead that I could come to treat it but it did eventually come to treat it after three months which I was incredibly grateful for yeah yeah it does it sounds yeah it sounds like a really tough tough journey and um so like what sort of 
mindset barriers did you have to overcome in that process of of dealing with all of that? I had to be resilient. That's one thing that I would say to everyone because if you're not resilient, what's the point of life even? Like I knew that I would get treated one day because I knew the rate of survival was so high that I knew that I would get treated one day. So in my mindset, I was like, you're going to do this. You're going to go through all these. Like I was in medication for a couple of months. I wasn't actually on chemotherapy, which sounds strange to everyone, but I wasn't. I was on these drugs that did act like chemotherapy and it was horrible, but I did tough and tough it out and then eventually had surgery where I eventually removed my uterus at the end so I actually can't have kids anymore which is a bit sad but um, I'm grateful for the way that I'm healthy and alive. Wow yeah for sure Um, so what sort of just just so people know what sort of cancer specifically was it? Um, It was stage one endometrial cancer so it was in the uterus. How would you say life was before for you as a person compared to after after you got diagnosed and also after you uh, beat cancer? Okay, so before, obviously, I told you I had a type of disability. I've always been bullied all through my yeah. life. Like, and I was actually feeling really depressed during that time because I knew that before I wanted to go into science and medicine and I was just working hard just to and get into those subjects. And then... And then I actually had a medical condition that resulted in me in hospital and took a few days out of my GCSEs. And so that's one of the reasons I got rejected to do science and medicine. And yeah. like I went through college, just that the first year of college, like the beginning and the middle was the most amazing time. Like I learned, I, like, I was learning the aspects of business and sociology and I really enjoyed it a lot. And I knew that I wanted to do business in the future. So when I did apply for university, I knew what I wanted to do. And because the cancer came around summertime, like right after summer school. So bef- like I met now one of my ex-boyfriends at a summer school. And like it was actually a couple of days after I came back from Oxford that I got a phone call by my doctor saying, you need to immediately come to the hospital. And it was such a rush for me because no one, like no doctor would ever do that. So I did went and yeah. they diagnosed me. And that's when I was more determined, actually. I wasn't, I was like feeling traumatic when actually like when they said it to me. But afterwards I realized I needed to be determined and resilient to yeah. strive on forward. And that's when, I re- that's when I realized I wanted to do a wellness brand that's like the point when I was like, I'm going to do a fitness and nutrition brand because I want people to see my story of the sides of me facing several palsies as well as cancer and combining them and inspire people around the world. What what drives you and what like what gives you that hope? What what gave you that hope and motivation to want to be like that? Um, the support of my family, really, especially to my mom, because yeah. I know my mom is feeling like the end of the world because obviously this is the cancer that no teenager gets. And she's always been giving me these advice. Like one of the things that she said was, what's the point in life if you can't keep on moving forward? That's what she told me. 
And from then, I was like, I have to move on forward with my life. And I have to like make, make my family proud, especially. Yeah, yeah. How long, how long was the whole like process of being diagnosed and then and beating it? And like being months, cancer free? Actually. So I was diagnosed by the end of July. And I was on chemo drugs, like the drugs, for two yeah. and a half months. And then they realized it's not effective. Like it wasn't shrinking, it wasn't growing. It was just staying unchanged. And that's when I made the bold decision to just remove the organ overall, which did affect my fertility in the future. But yeah, I, I was more ready to risk that more than anything else. And so I had my surgery in late October. And... It was actually two weeks before my 18th birthday as well. So I could not really celebrate that because I was in recovery during that time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it must have been a really tough decision to make. And um, I get, I, yeah, do you, do you regret it at all? Are you happy with, with, no, with it? No, I don't regret it at all because I know some people can't have the opportunity, unlike me. And I don't regret any yeah. of it as I'm thinking about it, I don't regret it at all. So I think I was very grateful in that sense. I had the opportunity to even like take it out of my body, whereas some people have to go through months and months of like chemo or radiation mm. or whatever they have to go through. So yeah, I, do, I yeah. don't regret it at all. How important was that family support that you talked about? It was just so important because even thought they were dealing it with their own ways, they did not show grief or any sadness towards me. They showed determination. And that's what really just made me go forward in life. Yeah, I guess the key lesson you can kind of take away from that is just to surround yourself with good people and, and positive people because I guess, um, yeah, they, they change your mindset. They change the way you look at life and if you weren't surrounded by your family, I guess the, I don't know, the end result must might have been completely different. Yeah, it would have been different if I, like, didn't have that support system. Like, I know loads of people must have that support system to keep them moving forward. And that's one of the things about cancer patients is that they have the family and friends or partners around them to, like, move on forward and see the end of the light under the tunnel. And that's yeah. what I saw when I actually got diagnosed. Like before, I did not have many knowledge about like any cancer or any patients that I went through. Like I don't know anyone in my family or friends who even had it. Yeah. And when I when it like hit me like a ton of bricks, I was like, I understand now what people are saying. Like yeah. I understand it now. So how how did the process? Let's kind of move on to your to your business now. Um, okay. So how did how did the process go from like you at that stage in your life where you just sort of beat cancer to the point where uh, you decide to start this business? Okay, so um, I after my surgery, I actually took one and a half years just to focus on my A levels. But then I knew that I wanted to start my business when I was in university, and so when I and been to university um I was like seeing all business support and entrepreneurial programs and I realized that I wanted to start my own business right away and like I can't like I had more free time as well so that allowed me to like 
start my own brand and firstly I was thinking what kind of business can I have because I knew that I wanted to go into a health and wellness business but I didn't know what about because there's so many different sectors around the area and so I decided that I want to like inspire people by putting my own story to a wellness brand so I combined the two together and so yeah I introduced movement fitness and nutrition was it was it the like the experience of of having cancer that made you sort of want to relish the opportunity of yeah. like being able to start your own thing or you know taking the opportunity uh, to be entrepreneurial but so is that what made you entrepreneurial would you say yeah, it definitely made me entrepreneurial because before I did not want to be entrepreneurial. I just wanted to work with someone before. But now, like, after it did happen, I knew that I wanted to innovate and I wanted to bring a new idea into reality. Yeah, and I guess I guess because you went through the process, you, you, um, you, like, you appreciated life a lot more, like you said. So starting yeah. it at a younger age as well uh it must have pushed you to do that yeah it definitely did like I switched a career from science to business really quickly but then I realized I could just combine the two together and just like be happy with life overall so that's where my brand really came from it's from my own personal background and yeah so as you know like my business evolves with people with disabilities and medical conditions so it's not just on the disability side or is not on the medical side is combining the two together so what is for people that don't know what is the business okay so movement fitness and nutrition is going to be an app very soon it's coming around next year where it's going to provide fitness and nutrition and plans for people with disabilities and medical conditions so i really believe in that project because obviously of what i went through and like it's and been a journey for me and I want to inspire people and I know that there's not been much awareness about like people with disabilities or people with medical conditions and so I want to bring awareness to that and just like combine it together with well-being because yeah. if you see like any other platform out there they don't tailor it to those kind of people and that's yeah. one problem that I found and even from my personal experience I tried like um, trying to, I was always struggle with my weight as well because there's no, there was no program or there was no way that anyone could tailor my workouts or my recipes to myself, and so that's what I wanted to do with other people. That's so unusual to hear. Like there isn't anything on the market currently that tailors to, you know, a, a big sort of chunk of the population, disabled people and people with yeah. you know medical needs that, that doesn't exist there is around like 13 million people in the uk that has that kind and if you think about it the uk only has like 64 million so that's like a like a bit of the uk that is not being tailored to yeah so what do they kind of use like currently um currently they only work with charities and the doc like doctors will recommend them work out but I tried those, like I've been to physiotherapy for God knows how long, my whole life and it's never worked for me, like I've always kept going back and say why isn't this working for me and like it's been a tough ride and I know 
that I had I had some friends actually who faced the similar things as well. They say it doesn't work. Like that's not how yeah. it went. That's mad. That's mental. Like I don't Yeah, that's crazy how this is just like there's nothing out there for these sort of people that uh because like yeah, I, I find that crazy. Yeah, it is mad. It is mad indeed. Like I was doing my research, and I was shocked about how little resources are there. Yeah, which made yeah, it a bit for sure. like develop it. But I know from my own personal experience, I can bring that as well. So I want to bring something out there, which is like one, we inspire people around the world. Two, for people to meet their goals. And three, just to have a good well-being and health and a healthy lifestyle overall. Yeah. So how would the how would the app work? Uh, like going into the specifics. So if you like, yeah. How how would the whole process work? Okay. So firstly, when you if you open the app, it will go into a test, and it will do a five minutes test, which is going to be approved by medical professionals. And it will tell you what kind of disability do you have, what specific things can't you do, can you do. And it will tell you, like, what you can do and can't do. And then it will obviously come to, like, a series of programs that will happen. So it's more like a progress bar overall. And it's like a series of videos and tips and even a forum out there where people can just talk about fitness, nutrition and well-being as a whole. And they can share like tips and advice about stuff that they might have tried and it worked and they want to show it to other people. So I think that like with the layout of the app and everything around it, I think it would build the community overall. So I really truly believe in that. Yeah, no, it sounds like an amazing idea and it's one that like as I said, I'm really surprised that it hasn't been done before, as in like it should be here right now. It should be here yeah, a long time ago. It should have been here like a long time ago. I yeah. agree with you. Like so much progress has been made in say like the, the Paralympics and like, you know, those sort of people are inspiring not only disabled people, but just, uh, you know, people that don't have disabilities either, like myself. And like, yeah, so I'm really surprised that this sort of thing hasn't like doesn't exist because, you know, there's been so many strides being made. And you're like, you told your story and uh, you're obviously struggling with, with disability yourself. You're, for me, you seem like the perfect person to take take over this role. Yeah, definitely. Like, that's what a load of my friends and family and even some customers have told me that I'm like the perfect person to approach in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Where do you kind of see the future of, of the app? Like, How big do you reckon it will get? I'll see it, like, because it's something unique. When it's first launched, it will slowly grow. But when it does grow, I want to be able to open up centres around the UK and, like, have, like, like different kind of equipment, like, accessible equipment too, because you see in gyms, they don't do accessible equipment, like, especially if, if, like, someone's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Like, some people can't even, like, do any of the exercises in gyms. And so I want my centres to be accessible for everyone and also a place that people can share their stories as well and a community space as well. And so that's really where I want to take it off. Yeah, no, it sound, yeah, sounds, sounds amazing. And, 
Um, so how like far in this journey are you at the moment? I'm only in the development stage, so obviously I'm testing it out and see if it does work. So I've been doing a couple of workouts to see if it works and only like four workouts have worked so far. So I'll be posting them very soon on my YouTube channel, actually, because my YouTube channel will be mostly previews of what's going to be on the app. And so I only have a couple of videos out at the moment, but soon you like as soon as I tested all the workouts or if I tested all the recipes that pe- like people might have, I will yeah. be able to make more content as well. So check out mm. for my YouTube channel if you want to see more content out there. Yeah, no, sounds great. Um, so what, I know we kind of talked about this, but it'd be good to kind of like just highlight one thing. So what motivates you? What motivates me is the support system around me because if my family wasn't supportive, I would have done none of this. Like I would not have known that there is not a market for people with disabilities and that support did come through when I was diagnosed and from there they always have supported me no matter what I did. The second thing was like my own story like that really motivated me to move forward and I know now that life is not long it's it can be short and that's why I want to do things as soon as I can and yeah that really motivates me a lot actually yeah for sure and I think a lot of people listening they'll like from your from your story they'll realize this as well and you know you should just if you want to do things just do them like you shouldn't you shouldn't wait in the future because it's it's so uncertain like one of my mottos in life is that um rejection is another kind of redirection so obviously because i got rejected from several things like medicine or i got rejected from my own body actually because my body did not trust me enough and it did cause yeah. this kind of cancer. I know there is a redirection after all, and now I'm doing something even better than what I was hoping for in the past. And so that really did motivate me a lot because I know there mm. is something out there which I could yeah. do. Are you one of these people that believes in things happen for a reason? Are you one of those people that kind of believes like there's a there's a plan in, 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 like, in store for you? Yeah, I really believe in that because... Even for, I think that this is the right thing for me. Like other plans would say, no, this is not right for you. You should do something else that makes you really happy. And I thought that medicine and becoming a doctor in the future was going to make me happy. But then I realized, no, that's not going to make me happy. That's going to make me more stressed. And so when I went into business and I went into this kind of business, I realized that this is actually where I was meant to be. Yeah, like, like I think I think the one thing I'll take away from this and the one thing I've learned is that the, the sort of like market for disabled people is for me, it seems like it's been neglected. Yeah, I truly agree with you because it has been neglected. Like I see the market and there's not much out there like, Honestly, I really think at this point there should have been something which could have helped people like me, but there hasn't been anything out there, which is really disappointing. And I want to be one of yeah. the people to really build that market up and make me people realize that it is something that 
and people can't see and they want to start something like this uh, do you think do you think it's the sort of like perception um you know the wrong perception i mean you were like bullied in the past for it so yeah what like do you think it's that i don't i think that people have been bullied in the past for their disability i have been talking to several people and they face like physical or verbal bullying and i only faced verbal and sexual bullying in the past and i think that there can be a negative perception and because there is no awareness about it that's why people yeah. think it's a taboo subject how sort of like instrumental was that was the bullying early on in your life to the the woman that you are now i think that those kind of people were just jealous about what i was going to bring in the future and i but when it first started i really didn't mind like people doing it because i've known because i had that mindset because of that i'm different and people are going to judge me because of that but then I realized later that is not true. Like, yes, I am different, but it shouldn't stop me from doing whatever I love to do. And that's why um, there is still that kind of culture around there where people think that, oh, a disabled people can't, a disabled person can't do anything just because yeah. of the way they are. Like, if you see, like, before anything, like, whenever I do something, people will always say, oh, is this okay for you? Are you sure about this? And I don't hear like a normal like a normal person saying that to anyone else. And yeah, it happens yeah. to me. And um, it can be a little offensive, but I'm also proud of it at the same time, which is a bit mm. scary for me. But yeah, I had people like approach me and saying, oh, can you do this for me? And people did take advantage of me as well. Like, I remember this one time really? that, yeah, definitely. Like, I remember this one time I was in secondary school and I went to um, France, and this guy used to take advantage of me by like moving to the front of the queue just because I was there, because I was allowed to, and trying to get close with me just so he can have those advantages. And then he just walked away from my life right after. and yeah people just really just take advantage of you which was like also another thing that really did impact my life and it was a bit scary like how did it impact you as a person like would you say it, it sort of made you more resilient in the process of dealing with that sort of thing yeah definitely it made me more resilient and it made me more proud of who i am as well because yeah. i know that i am different i am unique but i'm proud of it at the same time i think every, I mean, everyone should everyone should sort of like have that belief and be proud of who they are yeah definitely i agree with you there because if you're proud of who you are then you can strive on in life and that's one thing i really learned when i was growing up so yeah my final question would be when is the launch so we can all sort of like check it out and what are you doing in the process at the moment to get it out there I am planning to launch this by the end of this year or um, start of next year. So between that time scale. So if you guys can like check it out and see when it does launch, because it is a big project, it's going to take a bit of time. Yeah, for sure. So it yeah. is going to definitely be launched very soon in the next couple of months to years. And it will be right there very soon. Okay. 
how can people stay in touch with you uh stay in touch with the business in the meantime okay so i have a youtube channel as you guys know so if you want to check out movement fitness and nutrition just write in the search bar and you will find it on instagram you can at me out there at, at movement underscore fitness nutrition and then also various other social medias as well so yeah just definitely check that out as well and see what kind of content we post because we are we now launch a blog as well so people can read all about different kinds of well-being tips as well so check that out guys sounds sounds incredible and thank you so much prav for, for joining me like for me yeah it was an amazing conversation with you and I've learned a lot and I've, I'm also, you know, massively inspired by the journey. So, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sina, for allowing me to speak my own story into this podcast. And I wish you all the best. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It was, yeah, a massive pleasure. And, I, yeah, as I said at the beginning, real inspiring chat with Prav Jotham. I hope you can check her out on, Insta- on, our, on her Instagram and all of that, all of that good stuff. And, for all of you guys that have waited till the end of the episode for that special announcement, um, I'm glad you made it. Basically, we have signed our first ever sponsorship or partnership, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's a company called The Power MBA. I'll leave their link in the description. And they're an online MBA company where the course is taught by people who are like, they're pretty sick, like people who are in the business right now. So they had the, the founder of Waze who sold his business for... 1.1 billion to Google and um, I think they had the founder of Skype as well do a do a seminar do a session um, so yeah I, I, I can't wait to actually get involved I can't wait to actually go through these lectures and every month I'm actually going to write up what I've learned in that month from from the um, from the course so if you want to come along on this journey with me I'll be sure to yeah I'm publishing a blog every month so be sure to uh, follow the blog the blog is in the Instagram description um and yeah you can find out all the stuff i learn um you know as i learn it so yeah once again thank you so much for thank you so much to the power mba firstly for sponsoring and thank you to you listening it really does help me out and um keep all the support coming i really i really am so thankful and um, i really do appreciate it and um yeah i'll see you in the next episode